systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. Well, I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Just want to start with this to get that out of the way, but... um. Pat and AJ Podcast Network has discontinued our relationship with Kanye West. <laughs> we have no intention on ever working no with intention. him again. Just letting you guys know now. Want to get out of the way. You'll never hear him on the show again. Never won't hear his hear. music. You won't even mention. Spotify's not dropping his music. Hell They're on. like the only ones who are like standing strong. Spotify, a non-US based company. Damn right. <laughs> Hello, Joe. How you doing? Uh, Pat and AJ podcast from uh, the middle of the desert. And it really, man, I got to tell you, this is really the time when, and, and we said it last year, but now that we're kind of like, you know, getting into our second year of living in Arizona, as Arizonans here in the Tucson area, you uh, learn the rhythm and the rhythm now is when everything happens, yes. right? Uh, it gets cooler and... All the events happen now yeah. through like April. Every Yeah, this is when it happens. And I mean, like right now, I'm like, I'm riding the serotonin bump because I bought us concert tickets this morning for a festival. Of course he did. Are you shocked? Pat bought concert tickets. First off, <laughs> shut your dirty mouth. Second off, you're fucking coming. Shut the I, fuck up. No, it is it's definitely yeah. the season. It, we, it was weird to get used to last year, but yes. this year I think I'm in the groove. But uh, yeah, there's like lots of stuff happening, and now is now's when you kind of get uh, happy about stuff. Like seriously. You also get the, uh, the snowbirds are back early this oh, year. Oh, fuck me. I see you, Michigan and Wisconsin and Illinois license plates. I see you. You're uh, here, and you are, you are backing up traffic. Holy shit, I forgot that. That's the one thing I did forget. You got to add... Like at least 10 minutes onto your commute anywhere here when the snowbirds are here because the population literally doubles. So, I mean, you have to like uh, explain for folks who may not know, we're not talking about actual snowbirds. So, like, hold on, are these the geese, the geese that go north and south? Well, no, but yes. Um, these are the people, I, I don't even want to say retirees because theoretically, we don't know. if you were, I mean, there's so many people working from home now, yeah. you could be a snowbird yeah. and have a full-time job. Yeah. Um, but basically snowbirds are people who live in the Midwest and come down yeah. to the desert or, or the just winter. cold weather cold state, weather not states. even Midwest. It could be the, I mean, cause we see Shit, Washington, we see, not even Oregon, a, North Dakota, we've seen Canadian license plates. Yeah. So, I mean, anywhere that, that is a, a the, the people that deal with the seasons, the four seasons, obviously the one you're cruising on into after fall is going to be winter. Those folks, if they can used to be, if they were retired, yeah. like you said, by the nature of work, perhaps now they can just live half the year in Chicago and then come down here for the other half. I mean, it is cool with the remote work. Now anybody can but really do it. Let me tell you what, for people who do live here full time, we do go from it being a weird, especially in Tucson. I can't speak for Phoenix and people all the time try to say, Oh, Phoenix, Phoenix. I'm like, no, we're, we're down here. Um, Phoenix seems to be an overpopulated shit show yeah. on a regular day without the snowbirds. But <laughs> God damn, I got to tell you, we do go from kind of a nice, you know, mid-sized city, but but small town feel yeah. 
to too many goddamn fucking people. You're so, I and, would, and no one knows which way they're going. I realized that today I was on my way to an appointment and it always, I've timed it 22 minutes from the house to yeah. my appointment. Yeah. Um, how I, uh, long it is uh, from our house to our son's school, by the way. Is too. it? 22 minutes. Um, I left 30 minutes early today. I was still late because uh-huh. there are so many damn people here. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. I mean, there is, it is, it is crowded. And I definitely, last year we noticed it around Thanksgiving. We were like, wow, there's a lot of out of state plates. And, you know, naively I thought they're just here for Thanksgiving with their families. And then yeah. Pat was like, coming to see grandma. Yeah. He's like, no, they're snowbirds. They're down yeah. here for the winter. And now this year. Yeah, definitely. Because I know from my family and friends in the Midwest, Kind of went from summer to shit really fast in the Midwest this year. Yeah. So zero I, I, to zero. Huh? Yeah, I'm not really surprised that people are here early this yeah. year. They're showing up early, and 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 not only that, but it also brings because again, it's an infl. I don't know where the fuck you come from. We definitely see plates from the the East Coast, Massachusetts, and all that. Jersey so I saw some Jersey plates the but, other day. Man, let me tell you, not only does it bring uh, the traffic fine, there's more people. All right, they don't know where the fuck they're going because everyone now just tells their phone to take them somewhere and then we're all turning at the last second yeah um on top of that apparently they're bringing their shitty east coast attitudes to like our fast food joints and stuff (laughs) because now it's like the 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 influx of can i get my sandwich Dude, it was so bad. I, I I got my salad, which we did talk about on the podcast in the past. My uh, once every payday salad, my twenty dollars oh, salad. Oh, your payday was yesterday, so yes. you're a day off, but yeah. you treated yourself with a big salad. I got my big uh, bread bowl yeah. salad. Got today. your big salad. Yeah, and, carbs on carbs on, on carbs. Uh, this says salad is not carbs on in carbs. a bread bowl. Well, in a bread. Come bowl. on now. Um, but I actually physically went to pick it up instead of door dashing it. Save seven dollars. Nice. But God Almighty, full of the like? parking lot was full of out of state plates, yeah. and there was a guy at the counter throwing a fit to holy hell over right. his. It was some sort of like cheesesteak sandwich or some shit, mm-hmm. and I mean he was. These poor people. This ain't how they taste in Philadelphia. With the way I, I think I figured it out. I think he ordered online and probably didn't. Their website's a little hokey. Yeah. But I, I don't think he ordered correctly and like he just took it out I mean, on there, these people. There is, believe it or not, and I know for for people who probably follow political news, you're going to say you're full of shit. But Arizona is a pretty relaxed kind of state, especially in southern Arizona. Um, and and I shit you not, like you see crazy stuff because people get a little nutty out out in the sun who doesn't but a lot of the general kind of like dickery is 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 not the the vibe here no people aren't jerk offs like that so you when you see somebody be a jerk off like like it catches your eye because most people are like ah whatever and i'm telling you that's what's coming not only are you coming down here because massachusetts is about to be fucking 10 degrees below with snow but you're gonna bring your mass hole attitude (laughs) i mean it's weird we've talked about it like amongst ourselves just the west coast relaxed vibe a is bit very back. alive here and it's very weird like because i were everybody i work with i mean Say you work with like chiseled new yorkers yeah well like lifelong new yorkers yeah. and they can be real assholes and like my my boss has been like listen they're new yorkers she's like just kill them with kindness yeah. and it works i've killed them all with kindness and now they're nice back to me but like when i first met them they were all like hardened as fuck yeah and i was like oh my god like chill out everything's fine <laughs> um when i was 
taken my. And, and that's it. It's weird because it's not their personality. I was going to say, yeah, that's no, that's just how they interact. Um, when and I when I say they're assholes, I don't mean like they're assholes, but they're you know that's how they interact with each other. Well, you have to shave for anyone, and let's remember, most people, um, you, you probably um, stay and, and and don't roam too far, right? If you're a Midwest cat, you're yeah. a Midwest cat. If you're a Southern cat, you're a Southern cat. So on and so yeah, forth. A lot of those people have never yeah, right? left it in New York. Maybe you vacation one time, but for the most part, that's not the thing. But once you are immersed in it, you got to remember certain things. It's like New Yorkers, and, and I learned this a long time ago, you got to shave 20% of the asshole off every statement. Yeah. And then look at the statement and go, okay, are they really being a dick to me? Because that extra 20% is just... What those are the calluses exactly. from being raised in the boroughs your well, whole fucking life. And that's the funny part is that my boss is from the Midwest, but she lives in New York City. How long has she been there for? I don't know. You think five been, years, ten ooh, years? It's been. I think it's been longer than nah, that. Fuck, she's in. She's converted. But she's that Midwest nicety's gone. She and and I can tell she's definitely and she's admitted it. She's like I'm a little hardened from living in New York City, but she she can weather it between me and the the New Yorkers. She's like, oh, so and so. That's just how they are. She's Do you like, just, just get super eaten nice. up then by like if you work with all these hard New Yorkers? I feel like you're so fucking Wisconsin nice. That you just get fucking. Blah, 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 I mean, blah, I blah, do. Blah, blah, I, I and I know that I do let people step all over me, but it's it's different because I'm remote. <laughs> it's, it's different because I just I I don't care. It's okay. Well, part of me is like I don't care, but <laughs> the fact that I'm remote, like yeah. I'm just like I'm not in the broadcast center. I'm not in with that vibe. So if they're all there and they're all yelling at each other and then they take it out on me, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I I just don't let it get to me. I really don't like it. Not anymore. At first I did. I was like, what's wrong with so-and-so? They don't like me. And my boss is like, no, they're New Yorkers. Yeah, they don't like anyone. (laughs) She literally said, just be incredibly nice to them and they'll soften up. And they all have. They really have. (laughs) Yeah, when... um. So I was doing my graduate program, right, for the whole social work thing, uh, unbeknownst to a lot of the folks who were listening to the radio show, so we didn't talk about it. But one thing that I did get uh, catapulted into, because the university I attended was Fordham University. It's uh, based out of the Bronx. The president went there, not the current one, the one before him. Kofifi. Um, along with a lot of other stately leaders. And by the way, I did investigate going to the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. But it was, they weren't on the virtual train yet. And it was way more expensive. It was a lot more expensive, but it was just more the time thing. It was about me getting to Ann Arbor twice yeah, a week for this classes. Was right before the pandemic. So, so yeah, like, this it is was... all like, like we weren't yet using video conferencing as the end all be all of how we connect. It was very new. So, so we were trying to figure out, okay, what Matt's got to drive from Flint to Ann Arbor how many times a week? Not going to happen. I end up going to Fordham, and just by it being in the Bronx, you're going to have a lot of tri-state area students. Yeah. So I was immersed into this world of New Yorkers, and same thing, had to start deciphering, okay, are you being that big of a douchebag to me right no, now? No, the douchebag It was like, do I need to drive yeah. to New York, and like we need to sort this out no, face-to-face? That, it's just how they interact with It's just how other. it was. Now, I will say... It's like getting a booster shot, right? We're all talking about like booster shots now with the vaccine. It was okay because I feel like I had my booster shot from being in Flint for like the, the four years before. Yeah, Flint's pretty hardened. Right? Like I learned how to deal with like a little bit of a Flintstone attitude. And then it was like you take that and just supersize it and, you know, shoot them into, into New York. And I was like, okay, 
I can deal. See, that's the problem. We moved here, and I got used to like this West Coast. Everyone's laid nice. back, relaxed. Yeah. Everybody's nice. And then I started working with New Yorkers, and I was like, "Whoa!" How long Take were a you? Step back. How long were you out here without a job? How long uh, till till you nailed down this gig? Not that long, right? No, I was like two months. Yeah, it not was even. It was pretty fast. It was fast. But so, yeah, no, it's just it's very interesting deal, and you see that you see. Um, attitudes from across the country descend on Tucson this time of the year. Yeah. And yeah, like you just, you won't see that here. You don't see people screaming at a restaurant, you know, uh, and again, and not, it's not like a fancy, but this is not like, you know, James Corden shit. This is, this <laughs> get is a like, sandwich, get a bread a bowl, get the sandwich. fuck out. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> it's uh, just, it was weird to see. It was eye opening. I was like, oh shit, they're here. Here it comes. Here it comes. They're all here and they're assholes. Well, welcome on in 165th episode of the Pat and AJ podcast. Appreciate you being here. The amount of phone numbers that I have had to block in the last two or three months is insane. Are we blocking because of phone calls or texts? Phone calls. All right. See, I have to ask that first, right? Texts don't bother me as much. Phone mm. calls. Phone calls are really pissing me off in a violent way lately. I mean, I'm getting, I get a phone call every morning before 7 a.m. from what is likely either a scammer or a political party. Okay. And I get one every single morning, and every morning I block that number. Yeah, and then one. the next day they call me from a different number. I mean, my phone is going off before my fucking alarm at this point. Do you have your phone on that silent when you're sleeping, man? Um, no, because I never. You I, I do that. Shit. I know. Well, now I do. I was going to say this is the reason why. You, well, you were just about to say I've never had a reason to. Now, now you got a reason. You can do it where like you have it on do not disturb, but you yeah. allow you allow like certain people to call you during yeah. that time. But now, yeah, no, now, I've got, now, I have to do that now because it's insane. Now hold on, are you saying insane? because of, um, you know, obviously we have been dealing with this increasingly over the years. And that's why I even had to ask, did you mean by phone call or text? Because you could be getting inundated with um, spam text messages, right? And then we block a number from sending us text messages. Um, So I didn't know which way it was. But is this because of, are we talking like just normal folks who were trying to extend your car warranty? Or is this because of obviously we're two weeks away from a midterm election and there's more money than Jesus Christ himself inherited? Yeah, we're not even two weeks away, are uh, we? Being spent. Yeah, yeah, we are two weeks. Yeah, 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 two weeks. So, but but I mean, is it because they're they're spending money and we're trying to get you to vote for someone? What is it, or they're, is it a combo of both? I don't know. They're not leaving messages. So you're not even well. Yeah, obviously you're not answering. It's, cra- I mean, I should really just show you. I have to block. I think maybe five or six numbers okay. a day, and like this literally made me think: What the hell happened to the do not call list? Like, is that still a thing? Does it still work? Does it exist? Um, that's great. I mean, I remember when the do not call this came around, that was kind of in response to telemarketers, right? That was yes. in response to... And that was, and exactly, when you look it up, um, it was about telemarketing calls, and it, it can go all the way back to the early 90s, actually. Well, yeah, because... It- and if I remember correctly, because I'm fucking old enough, is that it really, when it started to get on people's nerves, and I think the Simpsons did a fucking spoof on this, when they started automating they stuff. Did. The Simpsons have yeah, predicted right? everything. Uh, but but there was like a like a automated, it's like it went from people just calling you going, hello, ma'am, have you reconsidered your long distance carrier? To the, the robo calls. Yeah. And like one person could inundate nine gajillion numbers yeah. all the time. And this was, well, I guess... A regulation, really, right? Because it's a do not call list. And then we put out this list to these companies. 
And then these companies, in theory, cannot call these numbers if they want to stay above board. So, first of all, I looked this up. And if your number's on the do not call list, it never expires. I remember that was a big thing with my parents because we used to come visit in Milwaukee. And my dad would be like, oh, you need to put us back on the do not call list. Like, it expired and they're calling me again. And so I would go online and redo it, but they're like, you're already on it. It doesn't expire. So I'm just wondering how these companies are getting around it. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I'll, I should show well, you the list of blo- my block numbers. I would ages be long. interested. The devil's always in the details, boys and girls. And, you know, your congressmen don't read bills, so why should you? But nah. I wonder what exactly is in the detail of the regulation, who it is for. Yeah. Do political parties, since they can be 5013Cs and all these other things, do they operate outside of a business? Probably. Yeah. Are they not considered part of the do not call stuff? Now, that's for them. Let's go to the other half of the equation, which you said is scammers, right? Yes, These and, I, the- and I did get a, a scammer Tons call the other day with a voicemail, Yeah, and it was for student loan forgiveness. So the scammer calls kind of falls into the same uh, category of we say, hey, criminals don't follow the law. So neither um, do, Yeah, neither do scammers. So that's what I'm saying. Scammers are inherently criminals, so I don't think there is any kind. And, and here's the thing. There's no moral barometer. <laughs> they're they're not domestically based. I mean, how, I mean, yeah. you can go on YouTube and look up. There's a gajillion, you know, of the phone call scam centers that get busted. Yeah. And none of them, for the most part, are operating within the U.S. Yeah. Like, they're all around the world. So if you have a U.S. regulation that says, hey, you can't call these people, do scammers who are already trying to do bad things give a shit about that yeah probably not and i feel bad because like i'm i know enough that i know i'm getting scammed and you know fuck off basically well but yeah there's tons of people who don't right um yeah. totally the, get it the next store app around here in our area oro valley yeah um is is kind of like where the retirees go to talk i've noticed yeah sure uh, and the snowbirds and there is at least one post a day where it's like, so-and-so called me yeah. and, you know, I almost fell for the scam. Don't fall for this. And it, I I forget that there are people out there who legit fall for this shit. Well, and, you know, people are, when they definitely get into the senior age, they're more isolated than yes. they were before. They'll talk to anyone. That's what my, my, mom's old oh. fi- my mom's old financial guy used to say that about my mom, right? Like the last, I'd say, 10 years, my mom, uh, before she got sick, when she was living on her own she's retired she had nothing to fucking do he said if i didn't keep an eye on your mom's finances she'd buy every fucking thing from every door-to-door salesman and from every person that calls because she just likes the interaction yeah like as long as she can talk to you for an hour she'll buy whatever you're trying to she'll yeah she'll buy the fucking vacuum cleaner at the end of the pitch right it's just so crazy and i'm just i I mean i I, that's called empathy right like like that's where you say okay i understand that i would never fall for a scam because somebody else might but guess what someone else might for whatever reason i mean my my dad i I do you educate those people by the way i mean i'm just saying do do you go on next door and go like hey guys you know no no i don't interact that much on next door it's just it's kind of a hokey place i I mean i just wondered if, if that's not kind of a community responsibility for those of us who are younger and who consider our 
ourselves hipper to be able to go and speak to folks who are maybe retirees to go, hey guys, just so you know, there, you know, don't trust these people. It's it's not real. Well, I mean, the problem is I don't even answer the phone anymore. Yeah, I know. Ninety percent of the phone calls I get during the day are scam or political or whatever. They don't leave a voice message, so I just don't answer anymore. I I mean, I don't even. I, if I get a call from a family member, if I get a call from somebody I know, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like yeah, if yeah. I see my caller ID pop up with somebody I know, it's incredible. You get excited. There's yeah. actually like a name attached to it. You're yeah. like, oh, it's Joe. It's just, it's crazy. And I don't know. We've had a, like we had a lot of people coming to our door for like political stuff. But let me tell you, well, one, that's because AJ took down the no sol- uh, soliciting sign. Let me tell you one thing. <laughs> I don't know. You may think your fucking Facebook is listening to you through the microphone. I think there are definitely spy satellites of everyone's driveway that are sent out to door-to-door salesmen because the minute AJ took down this kind of crusty-looking, no-soliciting sign that was just, you know... It was here when we moved in. Yeah, it was at the front of the, the house. She it took, was literally, like, rusty, so I was yeah, like, yeah, get she rid of it. She took it down. She put up this little cutesy sign with a cat that's like, meow, meow, welcome to the house or some <laughs> shit. And I kid you not. They do they, welcome themselves. They, <laughs> they fucking lined up. And the next day, I, like, every 20 minutes... I, I, I kid you not, every day we started having either someone pitching their landscaping or solar. Solar. Um, or solar is my favorite because you can see our the solar, solar panels yeah. Yeah, they, on our roof. They don't and look. They don't look. They, don't they just look. show up and say, hey, have you thought about solar? I'm like, yeah, it was you a know, great investment. And, of course, that leads to into political season. Now you get the people going door to door. Maybe it's because they want to be on a ballot, sign this. Now it's because they want you to vote for somebody, right? So, you know, if you want to stop that bullshit, that's your version of the do not call. List, I know. The no soliciting sign. I I think you should just put no soliciting for certain things, like no soliciting for this, that, and that, and that. But if you're pitching anything else, I'm in. You said somebody came to. The, I guess the political thing is weird to me because say now hold on, you don't know if these calls you kind of pinned it on scammers or political, but if a majority are not leaving voicemails, you don't really know so if what, it's political. Here's what I found: the few times I did answer, yes. it was political. You get the robo call and it goes, "Hey, I'm so and so, and I'm running for the U.S. Yeah. Senate. I'm depending on you to come vote for me." That bullshit. So the few times I've I've answered, I've gotten the political spiel. Yeah. When they leave messages, it's scammers. And that's kind of what I found is like the robocalls yeah. don't leave voice messages. Usually that's politics. The scammers will leave voicemails. I mean, I got a voicemail the other day, literally, that said, hey, so-and-so, you know, talking about your, oh my God, I don't, uh, I, I got phone calls for a long time during the pandemic about PPP loans. Like it was, yeah. it's, and I guess for the political side of it, do they really are you change? Do they really believe they're changing anybody's mind with a robocall? I mean, is this just like desperation? Because we are kind so of, inundated, and I'm so over it. You know, um, I think I have to stand by this: that if um, the tactics didn't work, they wouldn't donate um, so much time and energy and money to them, right? Like so people, you think this works? people often ask about. Um, you know, the negative ads, right? Yeah. Like, why do we have all these, you know, really, and, and, you know, there's been this growing movement, right? Yeah. We want these cleaner campaigns, no mudslinging, yada, yada, yada. But then every season we go right back, right? And yeah. there's someone fucking slinging mud, and this season is nutty. This season's insane. I hate it. I hate every second of it. And the short and skinny answer to it is because those ads work, because yeah. they stick, because someone goes, well, hold on, that person. They want to do X, Y, and Z. I can't do that. 
So I have to believe that somewhere, and maybe it's just the last person in your ear. Maybe you're someone who legitimately just, you know, you need to go in there and you're just going to vote based off name recognition. That's, um, I'll be, I think I talked about this on the podcast, but there's a real nice, average, dopey Arizonan guy. And that's not a sl- like a slight against him, but he's just a normal dude enjoying Arizona life. And he made this uh, statement a while ago about how well, when the governor's thing here in Arizona first popped off and there were 9 million people running, right? He goes, well, I'm probably going to vote for that Carrie Lake because she's been on, you know, I've watched her on TV since I was like 10 years old. Yeah. And I'm 30 now and she's running, right? That's just name recognition. That's just name recognition, Right. And Carrie Lake, for those who don't know, outside of Arizona, was a 10 p.m. newscaster, yeah. right? And did that. So she was so has in your just, home. Yeah. Now you know? she's decided to go into politics. And now, you know, and, 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 and by the way, a million media people over the fucking years have done this. Yeah. Have done this. I've seen it happen. The funnier is when it happens in small market, guys. You've never seen a small market media personality realize how little influence they have yeah. than when they decide to give up their job as the midday jock at uh, Urbana's best classic rock station because they're like, everyone loves me. I'm number one in the ratings. I'm running for County commissioner. And then six months later, they're like, well, I lost the race for County commissioner. Next I'm running for comptroller. What am I going to do now? (laughs) But I mean, that has to be it is that maybe someone's literally headed, you know, I don't know who I'm going to vote for. And they get a a, a robo call and it's this person. Yeah. And they go, okay, fuck it, you win. I mean, look at our teenage son, for example. Dude, it's hilarious because he he's nothing is, but influenced but by the YouTube ads. He is he is inundated with political ads on YouTube. Yeah. And he doesn't have he doesn't have a preference yet. He doesn't really He doesn't have an ideology. You know yeah. why? Because he's, he's fifteen fucking years old. And deep down I'm like, please don't ever have an ideology, like yeah. because it'll just fuck you up. But 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 he is yeah. very much before he watches every video. He's impressionable and he is a, he is exposed to this stuff. He gets yeah, he, he gets all the attack ads. So he'll come out to us and be like, Did you hear what so and so what politician did? Did you know that so and so um, isn't, isn't tough on the border. <laughs> Did you know that so-and-so wants you to be able to abort your baby at 13 months? It's, I mean, <laughs> like, but then we, we always look at him and say, where'd you hear that? He goes, YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And then we say, do you know what that means? And he goes, no. And I want you to think about this. Our so son, are you telling me that most voters have the mentality of a 15 year old? <laughs> I want you to think about this. Our son in the next presidential election will only be 30 days removed. Oh, my God. From being eligible to vote for it. The next presidential election falls 30 days before before his 18th birthday. birthday. So that kid right now who's 15, almost 16, and comes to you spouting fact about so-and-so politician because so-and-so super PAC paid for by the so-and-so dark money told him all about it. Uh, That kid's going to have an equal fucking vote as you. This is nuts. I don't know. I've gotten to the point with this where I just want to go out and the street and scream shut the fuck up about politics i don't care stop it oh my god this is making people crazy it's making me crazy i um since we've been doing the show i got two political text messages shut up did you really and that's why i was asking you so you haven't gotten text because i get nothing but text i um i get nothing but text inundated with text i get maybe one or two texts a day but the phone calls are way more um yeah i got one 
I love how they always uh, say who they are. Like it's it's like they give their personal name. Like it's Jacob. That's yeah. who it is. Like I'm gonna be like, oh fuck, it's Jacob. Hey, this Jacob. Is blah, blah 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 blah. Project. Uh, how much fucking money? Uh, oh, oh, so I've been asking for money. Uh, oh no, they are asking for money. These, are. Are. These guys want money to help get out the vote. What do the other ones want? Um, Emma with somebody. Again, got to introduce yourself. Yeah. On this sunny day in Michigan. Ooh, I like this. This one has a little, you know, little pizzazz. Ooh. On this sunny day in Michigan. Who are you voting for? Take this one minute poll. So this one is more, uh, this is a survey monkey poll. So I don't know who the fuck is sending yeah. this, but they just want to know how you're going to vote. Oh my God, please, please shut up. Please, please go away. This I is, mean, you can block them. I mean, I, I, I just, know, this is just I, um, not healthy for anybody. The latest iOS Apple update um, that I got, at least on this new, I, I, I got the 13, the iPhone 13 recently. And every time now you delete a text, it uh, asks oh. you whether or not you want to flag it and report it as junk. Every every text, Ooh. which is funny because then I've inadvertently ended up like reporting my friends as junk. You know? <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! I'm, I was going real fast, which I I assume it's also a feature you can disable. I'm but sure it is. Yeah. When I got this new phone a couple weeks ago with the new iOS, every and so I've been flagging tons of shit. That's crazy. I know. So what you're saying is, um, is it's bothering you. Yes. Much like it's bothering me. Yes. And it's going to bother everyone. Yeah. For two more weeks. Uh-huh. So raise your hand if you had anyone on your timeline or in your life uh, lose their mind over the price of concert tickets. Go see the recently announced Blink 182 oh. uh, reunion tour. Which, by the way, am I the only one who didn't know that Blink One Eighty Two wasn't together anymore? Uh, no, I thought they were together. I had or no like idea. maybe I thought they, I thought they were inactive. I thought that I mean, they were maybe just going out on like nineties festivals and yeah. tours and stuff. I like didn't that. know that they had full blown replaced the one guy. Yes, and that they that they were touring. You know, like these days, half the fucking bands because I'm old that I see don't have the original lineup. So yeah. you're you're kind of automatically like, okay, all right, that's the singer, that's the lead singer, that's the original. Yeah. But I had no idea that Blink-182, the trio, had gone on without one of the dudes, which yeah. seems kind of hard because they're all three very recognizable. Uh, yeah, I agree It's not that. like Bon Jovi where there's six dudes on stage and if you swap out the keyboardist, no one really notices. But Blink-182 was a trio, both lead guys trade vocals. Yeah. So it's not also like one guy. I mean, that's a pretty, I feel like I should have known that they were out there touring with another dude. By, by the way, it was uh, Tom was the one that wasn't touring with them. Regardless. Because he was out there looking for fucking UFOs. Good for him. You would have thought that, that a thief reached into these people's wallets and bought tickets without them knowing. And I mean, oh, the, the, the insanity and the anger was so palpable over the price of these tickets. Um, I heard everything from four to $500 up to $1,800. Yes, I saw um, somebody post it. And, I, you know, that was my biggest question for the people bitching is I was like, well, what kind of tickets were you looking to buy? And one friend took a screenshot of where she was looking to buy tickets. And it wasn't like in the pit. It wasn't on the floor. And it wasn't even in like the main bowl. It was kind of like halfway up. And I want to say tickets were like 500 a piece. 
So this Which is, is that is nuts for the, those seats. That's nuts. It's absolutely insane. And again, maybe it's because I'm 44 and I'm a little bit older than probably the core Blink-182 fan. And maybe they hold a little bit higher status for those folks. But for me, I was like a 21 year old playing them on the radio. And I was kind of like, oh, these are like the new Green Day guys. Yeah. They're like a funnier version of Green yes. Day. They're the power punk version of Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. Okay. And, but for me, I'm like, I don't know if that's a reunion fucking show that's worth going to the mat. I mean, that's a lot of dough. I mean, there's some artists that can demand a lot of fucking money. And in my mind, I'm like, 182 is not one. Of I don't them. know if they're up there, but here's the thing you're saying, well, hold on. This is kind of a byproduct of something. This is more about dynamic pricing because that's what came into play with this rush. Um, these shows are going on sale and you inundate the website with people and the way they have it priced now is the price goes up. Yeah. And then when there's less people on the website, the price goes down. I mean, I just wonder what it feels like. Who pulled that trigger at 1800 bucks a fucking uh, know, pit but ticket? That, but what I'm wondering. Who did it? Someone did it. You know, someone did it. What's it like to be a nostalgic band who gets back together for a tour and then to realize you are pricing out 90% of your fans from your tour. And here's my like, thing. I, don't, I mean, is there any, is there any fucks given? But here's all? the thing. Is it them or is it Ticketmaster? And then we end up right back where we were in the fucking 90s when Pearl Jam was trying to fight Ticketmaster, which, by the way, we all saw how, how that went. Yeah, they're still around. Yeah, Ticketmaster still get, making a bajillion Guess dollars. who now sells their tickets through Ticketmaster? Pearl Jam. I mean, the fees, I mean, that, and that's where they get you. And I saw, I've seen people say that. I mean, and Ticketmaster is not just concert tickets. There's a lot of, there's a lot of tickets on there. I saw one of my friends buy tickets for just a small, like local event. Yeah. And I want to say the tickets were like 13 bucks a piece and she bought four for her family. And with the fees, it came out to over a hundred dollars. And she's go. like, what? Um, and and this is why again people there's so many sketchy places to get tickets though that you want to go somewhere <laughs> that is reputable. I mean Ticketmaster. I mean it's right. Reputable. I mean they are the ones that have they're they're the proverbial. If I can break it down into drug terms, they're the cartel bosses. Yes, they're the guys that harvest the tickets directly from the field. Yes, and as we all know, it's those guys that make the most money. Yes, it's when it, then it gets filtered down to the street dealers. Yes. And you know, and and then when you're going to the street dealer, you go, "Well, you sure I'm getting the same ticket that I would have bought if I would have bought it through them?" Exactly. You're afraid that you're going to show up and they're going to scan it and be like, "This Abs is not a real loop. ticket," and you just drop three hundred dollars on it. This is why people all the time say this, and my best friend, I think, uh, the most, right? He goes, "You go to all these fucking music festivals, and there's all these goddamn people, and." One of my core tenants besides music festivals is our fun and it's community and all yeah, but that. Not everybody likes that environment, but I get it. Yeah, for me, I like it. Um, I always stood by this. If you go to hard economics, if you just want to go math, you will not find a better bang for your buck than a music festival. Than a music festival concert ticket. I'll give you this just today, right? Told you a little bit earlier, purchased some concert tickets today. It's a, a you know festival season here in Arizona innings music festival is happening it's kind of a festival 
Um, it's an urban festival. Yeah, it's in the middle of Tempe, right? So it's in a downtown city park. It's it's in. Um, it kind of coincides with spring training. It's baseball themed. Last year, you heard us talk about it. I went to it. The Foo Fighters played last American Foo Fighters show before Taylor Hawkins passed away. Great event, right? They just announced their lineup. Which is absolutely yeah. incredible. Uh, they have Green Day headlining the one day. Speaking of Pearl Jam, Eddie Vedder is headlining the other day. Yes. You have Weezer on the bill. You have The Offspring on the bill. You have um, Marcus Mumford, who we all know heads up Mumford and Sons. Uh, you have bands that arguably, I think, combined, you spend a pretty penny to go see. Now, how much did you pay to get tickets to this festival where they're all playing? One sixty-nine. Plus thirty, you're, you're asked about fees. Yeah. Fine, fees, all that, thirty bucks, all in, under two hundred dollars. Two days of entertainment with Green Day and Eddie Vedder. You know, essentially Pearl Jam, right? You can hear some Pearl Jam songs. So those are your two big bands, followed by everything from the Black Crows, the Offspring, Weezer, Humphreys McGee. You want to go see Revivalists. Uh, um, the, oh, I love the Revivalists. Now, hang on. Let me play devil's advocate. Go ahead. Part of the problem is that music festivals are not native to every city in this country. Yeah. So you get a group like Blink-182 and like a city like where I grew up, Milwaukee. You know, yeah, they got Summerfest. I don't consider. I was going to say, yeah, they have Summerfest. I don't Fest. consider Summerfest a music festival in the traditional sense. Not in what we've come to know them as today. When no. you say Coachella or Bonnaroo, it's not Summerfest is not in that. Yeah, Summerfest is, uh, yeah, that like it's an urban festival, right? Yeah. It's kind of like a New Orleans jazz fest. Yeah. It happens in the middle of downtown. But aside from that, like if these bands aren't coming to you know the big venue in your city. You're not going to, are you going to travel to see them? You know what I mean? So like if, if you have, you're, if you want to go see, um, Green Day, yeah, but they're not coming near you, are you going to travel to go to a music festival? So that's probably where I mean, the disconnect yeah, happens. There, there's obviously, yeah, the festivals are one-time events, right? So unless you live there, and look, we happen to live down the road yeah. from Innings. So it's not a big um, cost not, for us to traveling. get there. Yeah. Uh, it's also and it's it's also an environment thing. Like some people do not want to go to a festival. Like your your best friend doesn't, you know, huge crowds, yeah. tons of people. Not his thing. No. Yeah. That some people would rather just walk into a giant, you know, arena, sit down, sit watch down the band at, and at, leave. At, at your assignment seats you know when you're coming in yes. you know when you're leaving i totally festivals get are very like involved but I'm, very, it's a it's a production i'm just saying i literally sat there but and, i agree with you on the price yeah yeah i read off like to, to aj the bands we're going to be seeing at innings for 169 dollars a person like like back to back to back and i was like this is going to be a pretty amazing night like, and for a pretty amazing price. I mean, there's going to be one evening when we are going to walk, because there's only two stages at this uh, Innings Music Festival. It's great. It's not like Bonnaroo, where there's like nine million. Which I like, too, because yeah. that's part of the other problem with music festivals. A lot of stages, right? There's a lot of stages, and you might say, I want to see these three bands, <sighs> and if they're all playing at the same time, you are S-O-L. Yeah. That's it. You don't that's have apparently, a, yeah. by the way, Coachella 101. They've said Coachella has too many stages, so they're like, just take all the acts you want to see, and at least whack off 25% yeah. knowing that they're going to be straight conflicts. That's what everybody says before these music festivals. They're like, all right, conflicts. What are your conflicts? Which, which groups are showing at the same time that you want to see? For four bands that I know myself and AJ will both want to see, we're going to be walking between two stages, and we're going to kick off our evening with The Offspring. 
We're going to then go see the Black Crows, then Weezer, and then you're going to top off your night with Green Day. For $169 a person. And that's... Get out of here. And then you got a whole other fucking day. Then you you wake up the next day and you do it all over again, and you walk from the Revivalist to Marcus Mumford to Eddie Vedder. I mean, there is something I will say for these urban festivals like Innings, like Summerfest, like Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza, that's a big city. Yeah, that's a city fest now, yeah. They are good alternatives if you are not into the camping festival thing, which a lot of people aren't. For a lot of people, that's just, it's too much. Yeah. Or it's just not their thing. So these urban festivals makes more sense because, you know, if you live there, you can go home at night. Mm-hmm. If you, you can go to a hotel. I mean, camping festivals, you can go to a hotel too, but that kind of defeats the purpose yeah, sure. of the whole vibe. But yeah, the urban festivals, I feel like are a good kind of middle ground between the concerts and the big definitely more bang festivals. for your buck. I mean, yes. I know just hanging out for five to six hours that one day, yeah, and seeing those bands, I'm like, that's worth that ticket price, like, yeah, ten times over. I right? I don't know anybody so far who has bought tickets to Blink 182. Right, right. I don't know if Blink 182 actually sold the ticket because all <laughs> I saw was people complaining. They, they, they were excited. Yeah. Then they bitched, and then it, they went dead silent. So I don't think they got tickets, because if they did buy tickets, I feel like they'd brag about it, rightfully so. If you're going to spend all that no. money, you might as well wave it around a no, little bit. No, you're not going to brag about it. You're going to uh, say, I bought it, and then everyone's going to make fun of you, because they know how much you paid for it. Hold on, you're telling me, what's my age again? You paid $1,800 for what's my age again? <laughs> the Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.